Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sustainability Network. I am Shruti Harihara Subramanian and I am the founder of golisodasto.com. As you know, the last few weeks we've been meeting some exciting brands and their founders and getting to know so much about them. And uh, today we are actually meeting a sustainable brand who's not exactly your typical brands uh, that you come across. We are actually meeting an illustrator. Her name is Subashri and uh, she's better known as the Hungry Palette. So what's an illustrator doing in Goli Soda? So uh, Subashri has brought out these uh, very, very interesting books for children called Let's Talk Trash. And as the name suggests, uh, these are books that educates children about the kind of garbage that we produce and how to take care of our planet better. So uh, we at Goli Soda, we really, really felt that having books like these and to educate our future generation was as important uh, as selling any other sustainable product. So I'm really looking forward to meeting Subashri because she's very passionate about this subject and she conducts lots of workshops to again um, create awareness uh, uh, around this concept of sustainability. So. For those of you who are watching the Sustainability Network for the first time, we have so far met over 13 brands uh, before this and you can catch our conversations on our IGTV or uh, Goli Soda's YouTube page and we are on podcasts as well. So if you're going for a walk, uh, exercising or cooking, uh, uh, I, I hope our conversations will entertain you. Uh, we are hoping today would be the last of this edition of Sustainability Network and we'll be back uh, soon with some more interesting uh, people and their brands and we are even looking forward to meeting people who just lead a sustainable life and educate us about that. They might be just uh, simple people uh, like you and me, um, but they are making a huge difference uh, to the planet. So we are hoping to make this uh, series a lot more interesting. We look forward to your comments, uh, your feedback, and uh, we hope to expand the series a lot more. Um, as uh, before I invite uh, Subhashri, uh, you're welcome to ask any questions with regards to sustainability, her books, um, the workshops she does or anything and we'll be happy to answer uh, your questions. So let me wel welcome Subhashri to the Sustainability Network. Yeah, almost there, connecting. Yes. Hi Subhashri. Hi Suthi. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good too, thanks. Nice to finally meet you. I think you've also contributed to our blog a couple of times and yes. uh, we've only exchanged <laughs> emails but we've never met each other. So this is a good opportunity for us to meet yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, same here. And thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure and welcome to the Sustainability Network. So let's uh, start from the beginning. So you're primarily an illustrator, right? What's yeah, your welcome. journey? Primarily an engineer, <laughs> like I say, everybody from Bangalore by default, we are born engineers. Um, so, well, yeah, so then work was well, a little over a decade 
in IT and then found my way to, you know, illustration and writing. Yeah. Okay. So how did the whole idea to do Let's Talk Trash come about? It is a bit of a lie, about? I think. Um, so it started off more as a personal project. Uh, so I had been reading up about sustainability and the whole zero waste movement that, you know, people holding up those little jars of trash and saying, this is all the trash yeah. that I generated in two years. Um, I was really curious when I read that and I was wondering how people do it. And then I started reading up about it. Um, and then, you know, the more I read about it and the more I read about these bulk buy stores opening up in the West, in the UK and in the US, I thought, hold on, this sounds really familiar. You know, This is the kind of source that we used to go to when we were kids, yes. you know, take those yes. Horlicks bottles and Bonita bottles and go buy oil yes. and that. Right. And okay. everything is making a comeback like, you know, yoga went, became Or oh, they would wrap <laughs> the food in uh, the pulses paper. or rice in um, paper. And then they used to have this uh, jute twine uh, hung in the yes. ceiling. To yes, just yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then yes, they used to exactly. just pull it off and, yeah, and yeah. tie it and right. Yeah. So when I was reading about all of that, yeah, I began to think of that. And I just thought I should make a small illustrated project on that. And yeah, that's how it started. So tell us about the books. Uh, so I, I think we are uh, having, uh, we stock at Goli Soda two books. Is it true? Yes, the, two books. The, yes. the illustrated version and yeah. the uh, story. So Can you this is talk one. us that? Yeah. yeah. So um, is it all showing up uh, reversed? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah, this is a small handbook. This is the first book that I made, which um, essentially I talk about how it was growing up in the 80s um, my age is showing but yeah <laughs> um, so here you know like I said we had these tape recorders and then these computers with yeah. the CRTs and landlines and all of that yeah. which I'm sure the cool millennial kids um, are probably wondering what it is but yeah and you know <laughs> when it came to technology this is what it was like um, but you know this is how it was when uh, yeah like going to the stores with bottles and then my dad going to get wholesale groceries, you know, he would come back with these big sacks of rice and yeah. dal and all of that. We would put neem leaves and store it. So, yeah, this yeah. book, I basically talk about how it was growing up and how things have changed. And then I just talk about some simple tips that we can use to, you know, reduce the amount of waste that we are creating in our everyday lives and throwing out so in the bathroom. Yeah or in the kitchen, what are some things we can do. So this is the first book. And then a few months after that, my daughter was really getting interested when I was doing this book. And then I got the idea of doing an activity book for kids. So then- uh, so how was old was she then? Um, she was three, yeah. <clears throat> this was a couple of years back. So she was, yeah, three, three years old, yes. So okay. yeah, so that's when I came up with the idea of the activity book. So there's this uh, glossary section which explains some basic terms. And then there are um, activities and sorry, everything is uh, flipped. But yeah, you know, some simple games and activities to introduce the concepts of, you know, what is recycling or uh, how does food get to our plates? So just to get kids thinking about it, you know, I don't want to be very in your face and say, don't do this and don't do that, but just... Yeah, through the 
idea of games but and activities i i must say the activity books um, is a great uh, gifting idea because every time i need to give something for these kids my friends kids uh, i'm always looking out for something sustainable or something uh, uh to educate them about sustainability i'm probably the only auntie who you know uh, like if i give gifts somebody actually said oh you know shruti auntie she'll only give eco friendly gifts don't worry yeah. you know so uh, this was one book that really got the, uh, some of the kids i've gifted uh, quite excited so i've had my friends uh, taking pictures and showing me how engrossed their son was oh, while really doing nice. this activity i'm so glad what, thank uh, what you is <laughs> uh, so i mean as i tell people i don't have things at goli soda if i don't uh, use it or make somebody i need it so uh, so obviously it was a good uh, uh, product and that's why we have it at our store thank you thank so, you so uh, typically what age group interest these books i mean what is it so, uh, Um, i have tried to keep a mix because i know that you know uh, every household i mean a lot of households have mixed age kids so this is between 5 and 10 is what i would say and there are some games which are quite fun for adults too like the word finder um, i've had people you know just sitting and trying to figure out um, let me just pull that up uh, but yeah i would say roughly 5 to 10 is um, yeah so the so stuff like this what about the other book yeah the other book is for adults as well adults and slightly older kids who who are able to read and understand yeah this is okay. you know like uh, all ages i would say yeah. so but what would be the starting age uh, for a child uh, maybe um 10 years old yeah 8 or 10 should okay. be okay yeah anybody who is able you, to understand uh, concepts yeah Could you read a few pages of the book, please? Okay, Something sure. Yeah. Since anyway, it's for adults as well. So okay. So should I? Okay, I'll just read, right? I don't need to hold it up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just read the beginning part. Um, so an eighties kid growing up in Bangalore, India. Uh, we got our first telephone when I was fifteen. We had a film camera, and not just because of the hipster quotient. um we had a tape recorder and cassette tapes and we i got my first computer in 2002 and we had floppy disks which had a mind blowing capacity of 1.44 mb do you remember that <laughs> so yeah when it came to technology we were a bit like dinosaurs but it wasn't all too bad um i got to go to school on an elephant i am obviously kidding about that but <laughs> Uh, but here are some other things that i recall i would go to a milk booths carrying you know a can yeah. where you would press a button yeah. and then that milk would button, come out yes yeah yes. and for me that was like the height of technology i used to be really wowed <laughs> by it <laughs> yeah and who was going to press the button i think that was the fun part yeah yeah and the milk would come out cold from those overhead tanks right so <laughs> and i was always curious where did it all come from it was like magic out of nowhere it just came out and there yeah and um, i recall my father going to the wholesale market once every few months to buy staples with a long list of things and he would hire uh, he would return in a hired tempo or a van carrying you know sacks of groceries and we would store them in large bins with dried neem leaves to keep bugs away 
And I also remember going to buy oil from these specific shops. Again, I would carry a bottle from home. You remember these typical mm-hmm. shops, right? Yeah. There would be tins yeah. and tins of oil and then there would be drums yeah. as well. And you would take a ladle and pour it into your bottle. And all containers would be repurposed Horlicks, Bone Vita bottles, washed and reused and reused until they probably broke. And I'm sure some of those bottles are still being used by my mom back home. Um, yeah, they are at least 40, 50 years old, I'm sure. Um, and steel plates is something we grew up, we grew up yeah. with. My sisters and I had plates with our names etched on them. Again, this is a classic 80s thing, I think. You buy a steel plate yeah. and they would etch your name on, on it and give it to you. And these plates are still being used at my parents' place. In fact, every time I go back to Bangalore, we eat from the same plate, you know, a plate which has my name on it. So, yeah, my mother was so used to cooking frugally that we barely had leftovers. And even if we did, we didn't put them in the fridge. We would just uh, try and finish them up the next morning. Uh, Or if there was leftover rice, my mother would add water to it and then leave it overnight and the next morning. So for the longest time, I did not do this when I grew up and started living on my own. I did not do this because I was too cool or whatever. But the last few years, I have started doing that again because I also know that there are reasons beyond, uh, you know, just not, not wasting food. There is uh, that fermentation that goes on and it adds more nutrients and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what would happen is I would put fridge uh, food into the fridge and then, you know, maybe two or three days later, I would remember that it's there and then I would pick it up and throw it out. So there's wasted food and wasted electricity. So... Yeah. Um, so yeah, because of a combination of several things, which is one is a frugal lifestyle, and there was a culture of low consumption, and living in a developing country, I suppose, we were naturally creating way less trash, and there were no garbage bags yes. being sold in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So definitely, I think this is something uh, Indian uh, adults would enjoy, because it's so nostalgic to, you know, read the uh, these things and look back at our lives and uh, it's a good reminder even for us to say hey if you could do it then why can't you do it now so I think uh, this book is great and of course for kids it's going to be like a fantasy Lala story but it's going to be something that okay we all okay our moms or our grandmoms did it maybe we should try it too I mean uh, I think uh, it's very very interesting to read and as you said I think it will work well for kids and adults as well so uh, just curious so how much of what is written in this book uh, do you follow at home I, I i know you just told me about the whole rice uh, putting water and having it nowadays not keeping <laughs> it in the fridge but anything else yeah. that uh, you you follow um, whatever you've written in this book um generally when it comes to um Yeah, trying to, I mean, over the years, I have sort of tried to cut down on things that uh, I buy prepackaged, whether it is takeaway food or um, groceries to some extent. Uh, Groceries can be hard. um, But wherever possible, you know, where people are ready to give you uh, groceries in your own container or even packed food in your container. So things like that, that is one. Uh, yeah, I switched to a menstrual cup a couple of years back and I think it's one of the biggest changes that I, yeah, I've made. 
Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And uh, when, I, in fact, my whole journey of uh, trying to be sustainable started when I was looking for diaper alternatives when my daughter was born. So I discovered cloth diapers, mm. and then I started reading up about menstrual cups, and then um, you know I went deeper and deeper into sustainability, and sort of that's how my education began. Yeah. So. So we all, I think, have a personal story like that. I think uh, a personal need arises, and then we'll end up doing all the research to, you know, have all the knowledge to implement. Uh, sustainability in some ways in our life and uh, yeah. i also believe to be sustainable it's a, a um it, you need to i mean the knowledge that you require you will never come out one day and say i know it all each day you keep learning something new uh, especially yeah. in the kind of lifestyle that we live now uh, as you said to even source wholesale groceries or things like that i think for most people things like that is the most uh, difficult thing so i guess if more people understand it and create the need for such stores or uh, create a community like that i think uh, it'll be far more easier for all of us to lead a sustainable life and i think education yeah. plays a key role in it and i think what you're doing whether it's educating the next generation and we'll come to that about your workshops i think uh, to lead a sustainable life uh, education plays a huge role because people like you and I have spent a lot of time reading up, meeting people, understanding it. So I think workshops and things like that give people faster access to this knowledge. So uh, why don't you talk to us about, uh, tell us about your whole workshops that you do uh, on sustainability? Yeah, so um, the workshops I again do because one, it's a great way to meet like-minded people and, you know, nothing beats that interaction. Uh, and secondly, yeah, like you said, it's a very quick way to sort of, um, you know, get that information. Um, again, uh, I talk about my journey and I also talk about uh, simple changes that we can do. And, you know, if we're living in an apartment, what are some of the things we can do? If you're living in an individual house, maybe what are some of the things you can do? And in your kitchen and your bathroom, what are some simple steps that we can take um, to, you know, try and reduce the amount of waste that we're all creating? Um, I always, uh, you know, say that uh, I remember a couple of years back um, when we were looking for an apartment to rent in Hyderabad. One of the places that we looked at, um, we went in and the living room was just completely strewn with um, packaging waste and all of that. It just felt like, you know, the tenants had left in a big hurry. Um, mm -hmm. So the reason I go back to that is sometimes I feel like this is how we're leaving our planet. It's like we're saying, you know, we yeah. are done here. You know, it's your headache now. You take care of it. So that's, I think, part of the reason, yeah, why I, I think we need to act now before, you know, our time is up and then it's the next generation's headache. It's time we, yeah, did something about it. So who do you conduct these workshops for? Are they corporate schools uh, or just um, communities? Yeah, uh, basically anyone who's, you know, wants to attend. Uh, I have done uh, something at the school. I, I also do some, uh, more um, hands-on activity-based workshops for kids. Wherein, you know, again, it's very game-based. They will either learn what is waste. We will do waste segregation or... Um, something more like uh, say if I ask you to organize a small birthday party for six kids 
um, and I ask you what is the what options will you have on the menu so that you know the least amount of trash gets thrown out so things like that so for kids uh, I, I have a slightly different format where it's more a game based and for adults it's more of a talk format so yeah corporate schools uh, anyone who who's uh, interested yeah. so how, how is it to uh, work with children uh, with the workshops you think they are far more open or all these uh, uh, completely new to them uh, what has the reaction been and could you just tell us one experience where you felt that uh, these workshops have actually made a huge impact on say this child or this community or something like that okay so um yeah <clears throat> kids i think um, it's amazing how how much they absorb and how how much they're able to teach you honestly uh, because uh, i still remember in bangalore there was one workshop that i conducted i think this was my first or second one that i did and um, there were a couple of kids who were talking non-stop through the workshop that was one learning for me but uh, there was one of them uh, you know everything that i would say this kid would say yeah i already know and then add something to to it you know that was quite fantastic and this kid was telling me oh my mom and i make bioenzymes at home and my jaw just wow. dropped <laughs> like this kid is probably 6 wow. or 7 <laughs> and you know to uh, hear a kid say that was it was just fantastic i think that was probably one of the most memorable workshop experiences that i've had and it just goes to show you that the kids will pick up whatever they see around themselves right so uh, and they are very quick to spot hypocrisy uh, as in you <laughs> tell them to do something and then you don't do it you're going to get called up yeah. for it right so yeah i think Uh, you don't have to teach them anything you just do things the way supposed to do it and then they will just pick it up yeah but um uh, okay i had a question and i almost forgot what it was this never happened to me yes but what i wanted to say was um working with kids like even in golisoda we do a lot of workshops or we have uh, kids come over for just to see the kind of uh, products or what upcycling is mm-hmm. so things like that the alternate to your regular uh, products that you can use so you don't really have to use a, a, a plastic toothbrush you have you can use a bamboo toothbrush so um, but i have always found it difficult to communicate with kids i think that requires a special talent uh, however much uh, they they are very receptive to it but there is a way to communicate with them uh, so i find it easier to talk to adults and uh, tell them straight i mean whether they accept the whole thing or not i find it easier to talk to adults uh, but uh, how, how about you i know you're a mother uh, as you said uh, one of your Uh, uh kids from the workshop said i do this uh with my mom uh so how is uh, what kind of sustainable activities happen with your kids uh, daughter at home uh, something maybe other parents can try to do it at home as well um so now of course things are slightly different we spend a lot i mean most of our time indoors but one of yeah. the things we would try and do is you know go a lot for walks around our apartment and you know just pick up stuff and come back home and make stuff with it it can be dried leaves um, you know 
or this pebbles or whatever and then come back and do stuff with it um it it's a great talking point with kids uh you know even just things like you know we go for a walk and sit today let's count the number of different colored flowers we see on this side of the apartment things like that so uh just bringing nature in a lot uh, into our play and uh, there was this other time where uh, we just made you know like a sort of a, a dream catcher uh, i took two sheets of butter paper and then you know put dried petals into it and we we stuck it and then we hung it up so stuff like that doesn't cost much uh, and it can keep the kids engaged for so long and uh, yeah you communicate and you connect so much the kids connect with nature as well uh yeah things like that nice so um any other uh, ideas for books or do you plan to diversify on something else with connected to sustainability um i'm still learning honestly and you know i've just been reading up a lot lately there is uh, another book in the pipeline uh but that's going to take a while um but yeah it, it, there's just so much so much so much like you said earlier you know once you start reading up about it there's absolutely no end to it that's what it feels like yes. um and it, yeah it's also quite inspiring to try and put those learnings again into some format to share it with everyone else so yeah let's see what happens i'm open okay, to the congrats idea. to that good luck we hope <laughs> to you. have that soon uh, at goli soda as well yes. so we'll <laughs> keep up in your cross <laughs> so uh, let's come back to the books um uh, uh typically uh, tell our viewers how much would each book cost mm-hmm. and uh, some might want to even know what kind of paper it's printed on because this whole series is about sustainability so typically stock right. uh, about yeah 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 um so the small book is priced at uh, 150 and this one is at 230 um these are printed on regular paper uh, i have been gone in for recycled paper for uh, the covers have some amount of recycled material in that uh, because i'm again still learning about the recycled paper industry and you know i from what i have learned it doesn't seem like uh, you know the best option for me right now so yeah again learning yeah. and uh, so, what uh, i again sorry no please continue yeah. no i also encourage people like so at the back of the book i've written you know i encourage people to use pencil and then do all the activities and then just erase it and then pass it on to the next kid who will probably like it because after all we're talking about consuming lesser and you know not buying something unless absolutely needed so yeah yeah so that's great so um coming back to uh, a question that i usually ask most of our guests um you just told me of course the the kind of walks that you're now doing with your kid has come down because of the lockdown but in general there's a question i'm asking most of our guests um all of us are going through a certain kind of internal journey right now because of this whole uh covid-19 the lockdown um some uh, in fact this series we are doing because we feel that maybe people have sort of Uh, have gotten up uh, they are awake right now to understand what's really happening around the world the kind of difference one can do by you know consuming less and things like that so each one 
is going through a different uh, process right now. And that's why we felt we need to have these conversations so that whoever's probably thinking of making some sort of sustainable shift, uh, these conversations would probably give them the confidence to take the shift. So um, I want to know what is going on or what went through your mind when this whole lockdown happened and uh, how are you um, making use of this time and basically what's going inside that head of yours. Yeah, yeah. So that question has been, yeah, foremost on everybody's minds as well, I think, right? Yeah. Um, for me, I think right from the time the whole lockdown started, I think um, the first thought I had was, you know, like now, now is the time where in all aspects of life, we are probably just going to focus on what is essential and what is non-essential will, you know, just sort of fall off the, fall by the way. Uh, whether it is the things that we shop for or even the sort of work that we take on uh, because the kids are at home and they're all working at home. Everybody's at home. So, you know, our energy is limited. Uh, our patience is limited. Uh, but, you know, we have to survive basically right so it just becomes all about that so what is not essential just uh, gets trimmed away and uh, for a lot of us also uh, I mean everybody talks about the air being cleaner uh, and all of that right so I I'm just hoping that this I mean even though there is so much bad news outside there are small positives that will emerge from this and, uh, you know, whether it's community coming together and things like that, that hopefully we will come out of this um, without too much damage at all. Yeah. How about you? So, um, oh, for me, it's been uh, this series is one <laughs> such thing. Uh, it all happened because of these many thoughts that were going. I can go on and on about it. One, of course, uh, yes, the shock. <laughs> about running a business on the professional side because so many people are dependent on us, uh, the people who work for us, how to sustain yeah. uh, them, uh, sustain an income to support them. Many of them were dependent on uh, the salaries coming out of our uh, company to support their families. They were single moms. So a lot of my yeah, worry was just about how to uh, support them. It's uh, more of surviving in that sense. Uh, but as I said, thankfully, there were some positives coming out of in terms of this is all professionally. Personally, there's a lot of other thoughts also going. Of course, the whole thought of the environment and how, uh, how much difference we are making by just not traveling as much or not consuming that much. There are positive signs that are coming out, but there are some negatives as well. A lot more plastics are coming back into the market because of you know, use and throw and so-called safety and stuff like that. There are a lot of worries and not so worries happening on the side. But uh, professionally, yes, with Goli Soda, uh, that worry about how to sustain uh, our people uh, was bothering us. And somehow uh, we all worked as a team, as a family, and we were able to uh, sustain. And thankfully, we had some essentials and we kept things going. But that kept, kept me uh, thinking about how suddenly... The sales, it might have been a lockdown, but suddenly say the sales of our compost pots or suddenly the sales of our cloth pads or menstrual cup started mm. going up. And that's when that got me thinking that many people are now probably uh, taking this time 
to make the shift uh, either because uh, things uh, they've realized the kind of impact uh, we can make on the environment or maybe people are at home now they have the time to experiment and try things out so that's the reason why we started doing yeah. the sustainability network uh, it's just to tell people nice. before you we met many uh, founders of daily dump uh, ecofam boon the and other upcycling brands uh, just for people to understand that you do have other options if you are having doubts about maybe say shifting to a cloth pad or a cup we yeah. are here to help you do that so that's how this whole thing started so yeah, um, yeah so that was my uh, thoughts and uh, what you said about cloth pads or menstrual cups is exactly what i was saying to another friend the other day as well uh, people who are working full time outside the house on a normal yeah. uh, cycle it's going to be hard for them to try and make that switch because you're always going to be worried oh, i'm going to be at the office uh, what sort of uh, access will i have there and all of that but you know this whole lockdown period of where we're working from is a great time to ex- uh, experiment with that like you said yeah so did you go through any such uh, uh, i know uh, um, you don't need a lockdown to push you to make a certain kind of change uh, but definitely there's been a lifestyle change for all of us so uh, is there any uh, drastic change that has happened uh, uh, why during this lockdown in your lifestyle or at home now um i would say uh, it's more to do with how i manage time and i have started going to bed earlier and then waking up earlier uh, than i used to before so yeah just for us, to get some extra time to myself yeah for us it's definitely about cooking more at home uh, yes. <laughs> that is one thing that we've realized we've been cooking more at home uh, and we've realized like i know when like my mother in law made dal makhni it was very good and after a point we were like you know it's so simple to cook these things you know it's uh, you think these are some major uh, you know some recipes are very difficult to get but most of the things that we eat out which are not your typical traditional food at home but yeah. they are actually quite easy to make and uh, uh, and the great thing about cooking at home we've also realized we used tend to waste less because you put so much and now that we are cooking uh, because we cut down the on the staff at home <laughs> yeah so because yeah. you're doing the dishes you're doing the cooking you're finding more value for the food that you're making right now and what goes mm. into it the effort that earlier somebody else was cooking for you you don't see the amount of work that goes into it yeah. so i think everything so what somebody actually told me was uh, it's made us uh, more conscious about every um, action that we do i think the lockdown has made us that so even if we are touching a door we are aware of that action because we want mm. to ensure we go wash our hands after that yeah. or even whether we are cooking or cleaning we are very aware of each of our activity um, so i think this lockdown That's has uh, yeah, yeah. made that can impact on most people so i hope uh, this whole uh, thing will only lead to positives there are some doubts and worries that we had a conversation with the founder of green the map and his worry was uh, if uh, industries will uh, want to compensate for the time lost and would catch up 
and go mm-hmm. double the speed in say manufacturing or any of those things so he had a different worry saying are we going to uh, compensate for the lost time once things open up so uh, there are uh, thoughts about it i am just being hopeful i'm hopeful that uh, we uh, we would uh, consume more local products local artisans local businesses support them you know we believe that sustainability is all about that is just not about being eco friendly it's about uh, providing sustainable income and uh, jobs so yeah so Uh, for the first the time other... somebody's asking me the question <laughs> i'll end up asking the question to everybody else but yeah thank you both <laughs> problem yeah the other one positive that i've been seeing is a lot more people are doing uh, workshops online uh, whether it is composting or just uh, sustainable menstruation so i think um, now people don't need to get out of their uh, you know living room yeah. to attend these things so i think that is a good plus as well yeah then yeah, in fact goli soda uh, the whole of august we are going to do a series on uh, sus- sustainable and healthy menstruation so we have nice. uh, panel discussions and workshops so we have about four events that are happening over the course of august and uh, that's the other thing at our store uh, in chennai we used to do regular workshops because mm. we felt especially when we started in 2013 many of the terms or many of the things we did or sell at our store nobody had any clue of what it was nobody understood what upcycling was nobody knew that one could compost even in an apartment so that's when the whole uh, we realized the strength of educating people so we used to have lot of these workshops at that point and uh, what we realized it though we were creating that community restricting to that geographic area now that we are now taking our uh, uh, workshops and events online uh, we are able to reach a worldwide audience and in a way the world has come closer in that sense with people doing talks and workshops and anybody from anywhere can now listen and uh, you know participate so in things uh, though we are, we are socially distancing in one way uh, physically yeah. but i think uh, people are coming closer or uh, ideas are coming closer uh, through these online i mean you and yeah. i now having this Absolutely. conversation yeah, is one yeah. such thing we've, we've communicated <laughs> yes. so many times over online but Email. we've not yeah. not met so i yeah. think uh, you so. know those are the different things uh, positives that i believe will be happening and i hope it continues even after yeah. open so mm-hmm. th- thank you so much shubh it was a great chat as i said you asked me the questions <laughs> i was the one asking questions but it was nice to end this edition with somebody asking me the questions and uh, it was fun to you know My pleasure. Uh, you know to have a brainstorming session like that and exchange ideas so yeah. uh, thank you so much and somebody is uh, comment has commented saying you should do workshops on cloth diapering we need more parents doing it and not using disposable diapers we definitely will because i am a cloth yeah. uh, diapering parent as well uh, nice. i think uh, i had to read up so much about it i was so nervous now is in the sense on it now i'm sure <laughs> exactly exactly and there are so many advantages of that uh, because of cloth hi Do you want to say hi? Okay. Okay. So
since we're talking about cloth hi <laughs> would you like to read a page from your mom's book do you want to read something <laughs> yeah. teacher started learning to read so oh. okay so thank you so much for this wonderful conversation it's and uh, uh, good luck with your next book and we hope to have it soon uh, on holy soda as well thank, thank you so, so much for having me today yeah bye 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 yeah so yes on uh, cloth diapering workshops we will definitely have one we uh will also i'll also be blogging about it it's uh, um been on my uh desktop for a while the article that i've been writing because there's so much to talk about uh, with regards to cloth diapering because uh, it has various other advantages not just about for the planet but even for your child even for you know finally um potty training your child it's very useful so and especially in india a place like chennai where i come from the weather is so hot during the summer uh, cloth diapers are the best so we will talk about it but for, uh, we actually had a guest uh, uh, from a brand called a toddler thing uh, in our first week of uh, the sustainability network so to start off with the uh, Sonika you can uh, catch that conversation we had on the sustainability network on our youtube page uh, it's a good start to understanding cloth diapering and the kind of cloth diapers available in the market so uh, thank you so much for all of you to for watching the sustainability network we'll be back soon with the next uh, edition with some more interesting people and conversations until then good night take care bye